Made on Ridgeway Sports Podcast, episode 62, Hunter Keister, back with K-Mac, let's get it. And we are back for another week in sports, going over some Big Ten basketball, looking at the the league in the Big Ten basketball college landscape, and how it's shaken up in the month of January, as we are Closing it out last week of January. And uh, it's been a real competitive tight race in the Big Ten this year. So, looking forward to some competitive basketball. Uh, going Looking from Saturday, January 21st, Iowa takes on Ohio State. And Ohio State blows them out 93-77 to in Columbus. So, they play a real good game. Penn State, Nebraska. Penn State wins 76 265 at home. Michigan State, Indiana, 69-82. Indiana gets the huge win over Michigan State. That's pretty crazy. Maryland, Purdue. Purdue barely gets the three-point win over Maryland to avoid the upset. Michigan played Minnesota. They end up picking up a win on this Sunday. 60-56. Monday, January 23rd. Wisconsin 63, Northwestern 66. They pick up the home win. On Tuesday, Rutgers has one of the best defenses in the country right now. And obviously in the Big Ten. And they only give up 45 to, to Purdue at home. 65-45. to 45. Also on this night... Illinois with a nine-point win over Ohio State at home. Looking at Wednesday, Indiana gets a win, 61-57 over Minnesota. Maryland whoops on Wisconsin, 73-55. And Northwestern beats Nebraska, 78-63. Bringing us to Thursday, January 26th tonight, where we have Michigan State edge out Iowa in East Lansing, 63-61. A great game to kick off the night, as well as the game we just finished up watching in Ann Arbor versus Michigan versus Purdue. Kurt, what did you think of this game? You know, I knew we would stay in this game, but man, oh man, missed opportunities. This is the big word for me here. A lot of missed threes, some missed free throws, a little bit more of the same. That's been the common narrative this year. Yeah. This season especially. Poor shooting, poor free throws, um, really good defense. I thought they played, Dickinson played ID about as well as he could, really contesting a lot of those, and a lot of the mates were just ED having the reach and the length, And but I felt like as a team they played great, solid defense. But they just, you know, it's a real close five-point game, and you just make a couple of those shots. Obviously, it's a, different, it's a different game, but it doesn't have in Michigan. It's a real tight game. They lose by five at home. And, uh, yeah, Michigan's tournament hopes are looking pretty bleak. But let's get into this game, look it over a little bit better. From the Michigan side, Dickinson leads the way scoring-wise, 21 points. On 6 of 14 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3, 6 of 8 from the foul line, 
Seven rebounds, four assists, one block, not bad. Bufkin puts in 16 points on 7 of 15 shooting. He could have shot a little bit better, but still not not bad. He was really the only one scoring, though. He In the fourth, he yeah, Dickinson didn't, didn't do anything in the second half. Um, honestly, Michigan came out flat in the, in the, to start the second half, and Purdue just looked like they wanted it more, and down the stretch, it kind of looked that way, too. I mean, just I, I've complained about Howard's rotation a lot, but Isaiah Barnes is, you know, shooting one of four. Like, why is he getting shots? Jace Howard took a couple really bad shots. Bufkin had a really bad step back three attempt. Yeah. There's just, like, some of the stuff's got to fall on coaching. You know what I mean? As a team, I mean, I guess we, it says we shot better, 15 of 30. Uh, we definitely, I mean, we shot about the same from the foul line. Yeah. 36 and 35, and that's, you know, that's our game. I just feel like. Oh, that's from three-point line, not <clears throat> foul, but. It's the threes for me. Yeah, the threes. They had double the amount of turnovers as we did, 12 to 6. We had more assists. They out-rebound on us, but I'm not really surprised when they had freaking. I mean, and, he, and he only got nine rebounds. He got 19, yeah. 19 points, nine rebounds. I mean, you know, you'll take that for a you guy. You can live with that. Yeah, for a guy of his caliber, you're going to give that up. Anybody's going to give that up. But I felt like, uh, other than that, Michigan played solid, and it just comes down to their lack of being able to make shots and really have that true guy that can take over and score. Jet Howard has shown he can be that guy in spurts, not all the way yet, and now he's battling an ankle injury. I think, he so. vis- I think if he's in there, we have a pretty good chance of winning this. Oh, Michigan, I think Michigan, yeah, I think they have a real good chance to win if he plays tonight, but he doesn't. They come away with a close defeat at home, and they will have to rebound as they, their next game was, I believe, Penn State on the road? Yeah, they play Penn State next. Well, yeah, I mean, for Penn State, not Penn State, for Purdue, they're led by Lawyer, lawyer Fletcher Lawyer. Yeah. 17 points. That's not bad. Smith had 10 points. He had two assists. I needed him for four, of course. He <laughs> More my button. But, uh, yeah, just a, a solid a solid game for Purdue. But I felt like they were beatable tonight. And if Michigan played a better game and shot a better game, they would have won. But doesn't happen. Good game to Purdue. And uh, we move on. But let's uh, move on and uh, let's talk NFL football. Division around, we're going to recap that and set up your matchups for the weekend mm-hmm. as the conference championship games are going to be played. Yeah. So we pretty much picked the same picks last week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we'll open up with the first game, Jaguars-Chiefs. Jokingly, before the game, I said, unless Mahomes gets hurt, True oh, story. True, true story. True as he said it, clear as day. And it as happened. soon as he made that bet for him getting two fifty plus passing yards, <coughs> just about. I was like, he'll probably get it unless he gets hurt. And yeah. then I think it was about the second quarter, one of the Jags D linemen uh, landed wrong on his, like the his like his, the bottom of his shin. Yeah, I think and, he had a, what is it, right right ankle sprain now? Yeah, high ankle sprain. Yeah. 
He said he's good to go, but we'll get we'll preview that in here in a minute. But back to this game. Floyd like the Jaguars, they lost 20 to 27. I I think they just played a little, little bit too conservative. Yeah. They had chances to really get into this game, but I feel like with a lot of their, their passing, they, uh, they passed so many times underneath. That's what I remember from this game. I thought their defense hung in there pretty well. I mean, holding the Chiefs 27, I know Pacheco had like 90-plus yards rushing, but their defense played about as good as you can ask them to play in that game. Right. I know Mahomes was hurt. I mean, Chad Henney had a 98-yard touchdown drive. That was huge. Right. That was honestly probably one of the biggest points of the game. Kelsey was a monster. I think he had like 15 receptions, close to 100 yards. I want to say he had two touchdowns. Did he? Yeah, I know he had at least one yeah. from Chad Henney. Right. Uh, the Chiefs defense honestly played pretty well. They forced Trevor Lawrence into some turnovers. But for me, I think it was when the Jags were going in late fourth quarter to score and make this a one-possession game. Jamal Agnew fumbles the ball. Devastating. Yeah, they, I remember just, it was first and goal. You can't have a mistake like that against the Chiefs. First and goal, I believe, or second and goal, and he was they were getting in to score to bring within one a one score game. I think it was like I want to say seventeen to twenty four or something. Yeah, I don't I don't remember right. exactly, but they could have scored there and really gotten this thing pretty pretty down to the wire. Yeah, but nonetheless. The Jags lose, and nothing to be ashamed of there. The Chiefs have slain many of a, a teams and opponents there at home. So, we I paid the Jag, we paid the Jags to cover, and they covered the spread. Yep. So the Chiefs move on. Giants and Eagles. I think a lot of people had this game closer than what it was, but the Eagles, right from the start, were already up 14-0 at the end of the first quarter. The Giants went three and out way too much. And on their first drive, they go for it on fourth and eight, and they don't get it. That, to me, was just, I don't know why you're so gutsy there that early in the game. Yeah. But they don't get it. The Giants don't even score till, man, I think it was, yeah, the third quarter with <laughs> a Saquon Barkley, Wildcat, Hand off to Matt Breida, which hurt us on one of our bets. Yeah, whoever had uh, Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown, I'm sure you feel our pain on that one. Um, But the Eagles absolutely annihilated the Giants. Daniel Jones didn't really play too well. Jalen Hurts in that offense played pretty dang well. Yeah. Kind of dang well, got a touchdown. The, what was his name? Can't remember his name. The uh, the other running back for the Boston Eagles, Scott. Boston Scott, a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Just a pretty much a repeat of when these two teams played the first time earlier in the year. And the Eagles move on to the conference round, where they'll be hosting the NFC Championship. And we picked. I picked the Eagles to cover the spread in that one. I think you did too. Yeah. So that'll bring us to the Sunday games. Cincinnati went to Buffalo, and, you know, they pretty much handled Buffalo. I never really felt like Buffalo had a chance to win this game, honestly. Right from the jump, they they uh, 
maneuvered a touchdown drive to Jamar Chase in the snow. The Bengals just went in there, pretty much just controlled the Bills. Controlled for most of the game, yeah. Handled business. Did what they needed to on the road. And honestly, yeah, just controlled the game from A to Z. Never was really in doubt for the Bengals, and they just played really good and stuck to their guns. And Joe Burrow played real good as he always does, and they get that nice, convincing 27-10 win. Yeah, that was, that was mind-boggling to me why Buffalo was favored by five points. Yeah. That was, I, I kind of believe people favored Buffalo that much. So, yeah, Josh Allen didn't really play too well. I'm not going to place all the blame on him, but this really brings some questions to Buffalo about maybe investing maybe in your offensive line and getting a run game going. That way it's not all on his shoulders. Nonetheless, Cincinnati ran the ball for 150-plus yards. Jamar Chase should have had two touchdowns, but uh, that second catch, oh, that looked like a touchdown. Yeah. But nonetheless, the Bengals win. Big win for them. Buffalo gets sent home early again as they were the Super Bowl favorites at the very beginning of the year. So Cincinnati will move on to play the Chiefs. And that leaves us with the Sunday, the last game on Sunday, 49ers versus Dallas. 49ers won the game 19 to 12. This was a very defensive, low scoring, low scoring game. A lot of punts. Brock Purdy, you know, just did what he had to do to win. No touchdowns. Converted a couple of third downs. No interceptions. Like I said, no, not much of an offensive game though. Couldn't really get a run game going with McCaffrey or Mitchell. Honestly, I think McCaffrey's hurt. He looked like he got hurt last week. I'm not going to lie. That, I think that probably impacted him. But I think the biggest thing for me, for Dallas, was Dak with those two interceptions. That first one hurt a lot. I want to say because they were on their side of the field, so that allowed the Niners a short field to kick a field goal. And that second one was real bad timing as well because they were heading in to score on San Fran's, I think, 20th yard line. Tony Pollard getting hurt definitely didn't help anyone, especially Dallas, because he can't run the ball, as we know. CeeDee Lamb had a big day, but other than that, nobody else really did anything for Dallas. Their defense played about as well as you could ask, but those two turnovers just probably what did it in for Dallas. Oh, yeah. Prescott, just, he gets him there every time, but he just cannot get him through the game. And I think a serious quarterback conversation could be needed in Dallas. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what you think about that. But Dallas had a couple chances. Like I remember Trayvon Diggs had a couple gimme interceptions, but you gotta catch those. Yep. And games like this, it comes down to those turnovers. Obviously Tony Pollard getting injured doesn't help anything, but next man up there's injuries never on every team. So Absolutely. So San Fran scored in the fourth quarter. It was a nine nine ball game at that point. San Fran gets a Touchdown early in the fourth, and Dallas just couldn't really do anything and end the, the game on that ridiculous play with Zeke and, at center. Then Dak throws it to Turpin, and that's a wrap. So Dallas gets sent home early. I picked the Niners to cover, they, to cover the spread, and they, they did cover it. So now that leads us to the games this Sunday where... 
At 3 o'clock, the Eagles will be hosting against the 49ers. The Eagles are favored 2.5 points. And to be honest with you, I am definitely smashing that for sure. I have little to no doubt about the Eagles winning this game for a few reasons. One, I think the Purdy, the Purdy uh, mania is over. I, it's hard to see a rookie quarterback going to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. I don't think that's ever been done. And I, I think, think Dallas, I think Philadelphia's offense is going to have more than nine points through three quarters. So they're going to really need San Fran's defense is going to have to get a couple turnovers and play lights out. And I think the Eagles will just be a little bit too much for them. I think Hurts is going to play a big game. And honestly, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles 28, maybe 31 to 17. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I'm getting, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm getting major 2017 Eagles vibes with this game when they blew out Minnesota at home. Yeah. I think Purdy just, you know, it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot a different lot on the road. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a lot on his shoulders. And the Eagles defense is, I think it's pretty evident they're pretty good. Sure. 70 plus sacks, and they just, Obliterated the Giants for for what for what you want to call it. It was still a big win. What what are your what are your thoughts on this one? Do you think San Fran hangs in there? You think they pull a shock, or you think the Eagles win? So in the beginning of the week, I said the Eagles. I think I'm gonna stick with them. I that game is just so close to call. Cause I could really see Purdy like rising to the occasion and actually like making this a game. But you know, you bring up you brought up a good point with McCaffrey. I feel like he's hurt, and you know he got really he got bottled up real bad last week, and if he's not one hundred percent, that could that would also contribute to it. So he's a tough guy to bet on. I think I'm, I think I'll stay with the Eagles for right now. I think the just Eagles a straight up win. I think they get it done, maybe like twenty four seventeen. Mm hmm. Something like that for sure. Uh, as we talk about the next game. The, the Lion has switched multiple times throughout this week. At one point, the Chiefs were favored by, like, two points. Then it flipped to the Bengals being favored by one and a half points. And now it's flipped back to the Chiefs being favored by one and a half. This is a big rematch from last year's game, and they played this year as well. Joe Burrow is 3-0 versus Mahomes. They, they beat him last year in the AFC Championship game. At Kansas City, same scene, and you know, leading up to the playoffs, I was real, I, I was really, I was really heavy on Cincinnati being big time in the playoffs, and so far they've showed up for sure. I, I, I really, I'm pretty confident in saying I think the Bengals are gonna pull this out. To be honest with you, Burrow always plays good against Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's, it's gonna be a good battle of. Offense versus offense. Though I'm a little concerned about Mahomes being injured. I don't know how much it's going to limit him, but I could def. I think it was pretty evident last week he wasn't as mobile as usual. Yep. You could see it. He was hop, literally having to hop around. Yeah. Even when he did handed the ball off, he couldn't do a proper handoff. No, he was hobbling on that. And I think just for that and just how the Bengals' defense plays the Chiefs so tough, I mean – if you remember last year, they only allowed three points the entire second half. And this year, 
they learned the game plan was to bottle up Kelsey and make Mahomes look elsewhere. So I think you kind of you cop you you copy that game plan and you know let's head in and let's see if we can do it again. And I think the Bengals go in there and they beat the Chiefs. I like a higher scoring game. I, I like the Bengals to probably win it. I like them to cover the one and a half spread. I, I do like them to cover, but I like it probably 28-24, maybe 27-24 Bengals with the win. I think Burrow plays another great game, probably two I, I like two touchdowns, no picks. And I like Mahomes probably two touchdowns with the pick. It's just I think the Bengals just have more ways, offensively speaking, to move the ball with Mixon and P. Ryan or the Chiefs, unless they, unless they've been saving Pacheco for this game. I, I just, I like the Bengals here to win. I think they do it again. Then they go in there and beat the Chiefs. Yeah, Mahomes being injured is just too much. I think Burrow continues his dominance over the Chiefs. Uh, I think Burrow, or I think Mahomes will fight and. You know, I think that offense will keep it close and make this an exciting game nonetheless. But I think when all the dust settles, it will end up being Burrow going to the Super Bowl once again. It's it's going to be a close game for sure, I think. I just... Who knows how, how healthy Mahomes is really going to be. And especially right now, we don't really know. So we're going off what we've seen and. Mahomes wasn't looking too good, so who knows how good he can really get in a week's time. With that high ankle sprain. Right. I mean, knock on wood, who's to say he doesn't get hurt during the game? Yeah. I, I don't I, yeah, nobody no, wants to even, see that, but he's already that, hurt. Don't even put that in that don't even put that energy out there. You've no. been saying stuff and it's coming true. <laughs> Unfortunately. But yeah, I, I feel I feel real confident about it being a Bengals Eagles Super Bowl. I, I really I'm really feeling that one. And I think that's a good matchup. Yeah. I really think it would be. I but, agree. you know, who knows? Maybe the Chiefs will finally pull it off and beat them, but I'm I'm not feeling it this time. Now if Mahomes is healthy, you know, maybe, but I just it's just I, I don't know, man. I don't see it. Really can't see it. So hopefully uh, we'll see how this uh, these odds work. But right now, Chiefs are favorable one and a half, and Eagles by two and a half. That's about it, really. Yeah, I think that uh, got that. We got the basketball. Yeah, we can uh, we can touch on the hockey in the next one when the Penn State series happens. Nothing really to catch up on there. So I think that's good. All right. So to uh, we'll see. I wonder. I don't know. We'll see what happens this weekend. Yeah, let us know. Should make some. Should make for some good games. I think it will. I think it will actually make for good, exciting football as the season comes to an end. But we will call it an episode there as we get another week in sports done episode. 62 made on Ridgeway Sports Podcast. Peace. Adios.